Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. So I watched some more episodes of Dragon. No, I keep wanting to say Dragon Hunters, Troll Hunters. We watched the. <laughs> Why do I keep doing that? I don't know. So I finally got to see the changeling form of the teacher. Uh huh. Super cool. Very. Really? I, I thought, thought it was he was really lame. cool. Really? Yeah. He's got those cool like, like the feather thing going but they're like like metal and uh he uses them as like throwing knives i thought that was really cool yeah that was cool but yeah really i I I liked him i I don't like the looks of the changelings i i just don't like that first one she was like pink or something and i don't know it looked kind of weird but he looked great i thought that little showdown that they had in the dining room and living room and his mom was clueless the whole time i thought that was so well played and i'm interested to see what what's the girl's name claire claire i'm interested to see how that plays out because she just like oh yeah she turned like, around and saw the troll behind her and she's then like in the room banged her head and she's passed out so i don't know what she thinks about anything yet um but i'll be interested to see what happens there well it's one of those where it's like okay something's up with this boy breaking and entering yeah that's how we find out what's going on <laughs> there's a lot of breaking and entering in that show it's not breaking and entering it's breaking and rescuing okay yeah there we go so there's the i finished that episode where he has the whatever the charm around his neck that makes him all stupid overconfident <laughs> makes and him starts crispy. saying crispy all the time <laughs> and i i was kind of annoyed by the episode up until it it reaches that climax where he's in the sewer and they do that genius thing where Toby's up at the top trying to get the manhole cover off and he's down there just being an idiot facing up with what's the guy's name? The main nemesis. Anyway, Ron Perlman. And, uh, and just in the nick of time, he peels off that manhole cover above and, and he's sitting, Jim's in that beam of light, and so he can't touch him. I thought that was really well, well played. Well, I'm waiting for that. Like that, that happens. I'm like, you can still hit him with your sword, man. Yeah. I mean, well, he tries. That's he just tries. to swipe at him a couple times. Yeah. Well, you could you could go for a punch. It may hurt a little bit, but your more your fist is huge. I get the impression it. that it hurts more than a little bit because he's a tough dude and he is not having it. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, we see in like the, the very first out. scene of the whole show, somebody just gets completely obliterated by the sun. Yeah. So it it does some serious damage. Well, yeah, because he was in it for a while. Yeah, but I like the way that that played out, and then the whole break in of the school when there's that. 
mist monster or smoke monster. Yeah. Like, that was pretty cool. And we got to see the the cool changeling again. The baby changeling is Baby changeling. Awesome. He's the best. He's, <laughs> he's honestly, like he's Bob the, Hoskins he's or the something. He's the best changeling in the whole entire show. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. I like him so far. And so. troll-wise, he's... Honestly, I think he's a little bit better than Arg. Really? Yeah. I really dig Arg. I, but I, I hate... Uh, what's his name? Blinky. Really? Yeah. Oh my I god, like he's amazing. I like Kelsey Grammer. I like Kelsey Grammer, but I don't like the way he looks. He looks a little like, weird. Like he looks. He doesn't look like any of the other ones. Right. And then you're gonna get into season two, and something happens with Blinky, and I'm just like, get out of here! <laughs> it's such nice. a stupid premise. Well, I'm enjoying the show so far. Uh, I think they're doing a great job with it. Again, the voice acting is ridiculous. It's so good. Yeah. And the storytelling is really good. They've just done a great job of creating this world that's kind of right underneath our noses that we don't see and that we're getting to glimpse. So, it's good, man. Do you I like think? It. Do you think Jim's gonna still be able to play Romeo? Man, I don't care anything about that stupid play. Or okay, okay, that's the one thing that I'm really annoyed with. Dude needs to get his tooth back. I am so sick of hearing him lispy <laughs> whistling. Oh my gosh! Like, come on, man. It's like they made the bully a total joke. They did. Like, come on. He needs to have like the dual enemy, like the real enemy. In Troll World, and then like the high, well, well, high school. Well, that, that's what it goes to. You're in my it's, way, it's enemy. It's kind of like a like a play on, because it's like you think that this is bad, like because this was the bully that you had, you've had, right. and you thought this was bad, it, but I you have it. trolls to worry about. So yeah. it makes this guy look like a joke. Makes him and impotent. they treat him yeah. like a joke now. I agree, and and I get that device. It's just like okay, well then we don't need to see him anymore, but he keeps showing up. He's it's like yeah. uh Grow your tooth back, dude, or get a cap, something. <laughs> I mean, there's I'm a over dentist. It. We know there's a dentist. Yeah, we, we pop do. Pop that in there. Yeah, with the uh, changeling assistant, right? Um, is she a changeling? Or just a, what is she? Am I not supposed to know? No, you're supposed to know. I, I don't want to spoil it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So, it's being very hesitant on that. Yeah, all right, that's cool. So, you want to kick it off? Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast. Episode 27. 27. <laughs> you had to write it down. I write them down write every them time down now so that I have, yep. That's so smart. That's the last one, 26. Nice. I need My to get like a episode notebook. I need to get like a, a whiteboard or something right here, and mm-hmm. that way we can have everything on this instead of on our little bitty pieces of paper. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. You should probably do that idea. and then just change it every month. So, for the animation station, I'm Gavin. I'm Josh. What are we talking about today, Josh? Uh, well, news-wise, this is a pre-recorded yeah. because why are we pre-recording, Gavin? I'm gonna go back to Disneyland this week. You know, it's just what I do. So we're recording early. We just put our last episode that comes out tomorrow. We just recorded that yesterday, the day before, yeah. and we're recording this one like a week early. So yeah. So there's not a lot of news that happened in the last day that we can really provide you with. Nope, none. So, the news, I guess, is I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah, that's the news. Which is great news for me. News. That was all we got. <laughs> awesome. So, what's our main topic today? We were... We... Words. We <laughs> are going to be discussing Disney's... I'm going to take a stab at this because I don't know. 19... Ooh, this will be interesting. 70... Wrong. 19... 
six wrong nineteen fifty eight nope seven nope the nineteen fifty nine movie nope the nineteen fifty four classic close the nineteen fifty three classic Got it. Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Peter Pan. Yes. <laughs> that Not was to be incredible. With Hook. So wait, you really thought this might be from the seventies? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's weird, but uh, yeah. It's so like all the, all the. Never mind. This is in kind of a really cool spot of Disney movies. I feel like because it comes right on the heels of Cinderella and Alice in Wonderland, and then it's followed up by Lady and the Tramp. So. Like that's a seriously Lady and the Tramp is from the big 50s? run. Yeah. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. It is. So that was uh, fifty-five. Was Lady and the Tramp? So maybe it all seems newer um, because I remember like when they first started coming out on VHS, like from the vault and everything. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh yeah, and everything looked all nice and new. Oh right. So maybe that's why I think it's you know not as yeah early that as may it be, is. That may be true. It's, it's a lot of people that like, grew up with is, the video how old releases. Is Snow White. That's the very first one. Yeah. It came out in 1937. Super old. It turns See, I would have thought 80 this year. I would have thought that Snow White was in the 50s and then they went from there. No. Yeah. 30s, man. That's crazy. No wonder it's garbage. So, oh, bite your tongue, Josh Kane. Did you listen to uh, Cloud City's Walt Wednesday episode this week? Last week. Well, yes, like whenever it was, yeah, the 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 week that we're recording. <laughs> uh, which one was it? I, um, I mean, probably... they talked about a lot of stuff, but it was the. Do you remember what Brittany said? Do you remember what Brittany said about Peter Pan in that episode? She said that it's her favorite Disney movie. Oh, so this okay. one goes out to our friend Brittany. Well, she's... don't crush her hopes and dreams, oh, it's Josh. Gonna be bad. It's gonna be awful. <laughs> so we just finished watching it. How long has it been since you've watched this movie? Um, when I was a wee wee lad. Really? Okay, yeah. so this is really your first adult critical viewing of the movie. Uh, I would say probably 20 years. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. This is one that I yeah, haven't watched that recently. I think I watched parts of it earlier, well, in 2016 – but I was basically skipping around to Captain Hook scenes in order to grab photo references for a drawing that I was doing. So I don't remember when the last time it was. I sat down and watched this from end to end. But I think that this movie is a very interesting movie in the Disney catalog because it's unique in a few different ways. It is one of the only movies that all nine of the nine old men worked on are you familiar with the nine old men yeah, or like what that concept is they're like right? the the core animators um that began when disney transitioned from doing short animations to doing feature animations so they all started working during the development of snow white and they basically are the ones that are the true legends of disney animation and made it what we know today and all of them were lead animators on this movie. So the animation, I feel like, is really good. They, they do a lot of things with, you know, flying and magic. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of interesting movement upon the water. And so the animation is great um, because of that. And so 
there are some other things though about it which I think make it stand out in the Disney catalog. Like I think this movie's really slapstick. Like there's a lot of it's almost Looney Tunes like action and humor in it with pratfalls and goofy stuff yeah. like skipping across the water and you know goofy sounds that, and things that like that. That ending bit with uh, with Hook was like. Uh. <laughs> I thought that was it good. That was like up, the man. only time that I laughed. I was it like, ah, that was good. <laughs> it really cracks me up every time. But it just it also seems it's it's kind of similar to Alice in Wonderland this way in that it's just kind of a rollicking adventure. There's not a real hardcore plot that runs through the there's through not. the heart of it. I mean it, it there's kind of the basic outline of it of, you know, Wendy's at the precipice of between childhood and young adulthood and having to kind of get her head out of the clouds and start being a little more responsible. So this is like her last kind of hurrah, her final adventure. And she kind of helps remind the boys and the pirates that they once had mothers and, you know, but other than that, that's kind of it as far as the story. So it ends up just being, Hey, let's all just have an adventure. Let's, Learn how to fly. Let's fly so off let's to this to wonderful Neverland, place called and Neverland. We'll be in Neverland, and then Wendy gets, uh, you know, jealous of all the girls hanging around. No, Peter Tink- Pan. Tinkerbell gets. Well, so does Wendy. I, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of girl jealousy in this. Yeah, movie. and yeah. then it's like I want to go home now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> well, Tinkerbell just wants to offer. I would I mean, too, man. I, the only one who doesn't seem to get jealous is Tiger Lily. She's just like, yeah, I know I'm cool. Dude, they they Eskimo kiss. Yeah, they did. Like they did, and he blushed like hardcore. <laughs> My goodness. So you know, it it has an all star um, cast of artists that worked on this. You know, Mary Blair and John Hench and Claude Coates, who were very famous, legendary Disney artists and stylists, helped design the look of the movie, color palette, and everything like that. So I think it is a very beautiful movie, and for me, that that rates it pretty highly in my book, just because I feel like the animation is good. I love the creation of Neverland because they made it a real place. You feel like you kind of you could kind of navigate your own way around there if you went there. They give you a very clear picture. They show you it in a map. Well, it's also not they a show very you big aerial. island. Apparently, it takes right. forty paces. To yeah, walk to from, walk across from here yeah, to there. So exactly. This like, so is like 40 <laughs> steps, right? Yeah. So, I I don't know. I like the world that they created, and I think they pull it off nicely. Even though there's not much of a a deep story behind it, I think in a lot of ways everybody knew the play because Peter Pan was already very famous as the J.M. Barry play from the early 20th century. Everybody knows that play and that story. And so they didn't really need to retell all of that. And I think that's kind of where they went off and did their own thing. So interestingly enough, too, at this time, during the early 50s, Walt was kind of not really interested in animation anymore. He was thinking more about what his big project in the 1950s was. Do you know what that was? I'm going to guess it was Disney. The land. land. Yes, that is correct. So his focus was really on creating this world that he wanted to create in the physical world. You know, he was 
still interested in animation, but he kind of left that to the nine old men and said, hey, you guys do this. I'm focused on making Disneyland, and which opened in 1955. So during the process of making this movie, they were finalizing all the plans for Disneyland. So it's interesting that Walt was kind of stepping back from animation at this time. And after Disneyland, then he was going to focus on live action. And that led to his final masterpiece, which was Mary Poppins in 1964. So it's kind of a weird transition point in the history of Disney at that time. And I think they came up with a great run of movies. Again, they started this decade with Cinderella. They went into Alice in Wonderland, then Peter Pan, and then Lady and the Tramp. And that's four in a row that are just fan-freaking-tastic. What's your favorite Disney decade? That's got to be up there. But I think if I was just going pound for pound, I think the 90s still wins for me because they just did so many movies in the 90s. But probably the 50s is the next. Because then at the end of the 50s and 59, they do Sleeping Beauty as well. So that's probably the most potent one outside of the 90s for me. If if uh, Snow White, Pinocchio, Fantasia, and Bambi had all been in the 40s instead of across the end of the 30s and the beginning of the 40s, I might pick that era, but yeah, okay. 90s. So, um, Josh, you're being very quiet over there. Yep. So, what do you like about Peter Pan? There has to be something. I like the mermaids. Okay. I like that they tried to kill Wendy. That was <laughs> That's awesome. That was nice. I do like that they're... It's like, we only tried to drown her. There's a lot of sass in this movie. The, yeah. the girls are really catty and... It's kind of so catty, kinda man. It's funny, man. Tiger Lily is the only one who's not. Right. She's does she, cool. Does she say anything? I don't think she says any words at all. I, no, she doesn't no. talk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think nah. so. I like Tiger Lily. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Eskimo so, kisses. what do you think about the animation? Though? I mean, the animation is really good, right? Yeah, the animation's good. Yeah, you. Know, one of the that's cool why things... that's why you said like it was the fifties, and I was like, no way, it's the fifties. That looks like something yeah, from the seventies. Yeah, see, I, I, again, I, I don't equate old, older with worse, like you tend to do more often than not. I don't think that just because it's older means it's lower quality. I mean, I like several animated things from the well, no, 80s no, and I'm 90s ju- better saying, than I like I'm just, today. I'm just saying it's weird that... Oh, never mind. No, you want to go there. What? No, it's just that it doesn't seem like the technology's there. Well, they're not using a lot like, of technology. When, when I, when they're I think drawing. Of the 50s, I'm still thinking some black and white stuff. So oh, I, I don't, not an animation, did, yeah. Yeah, not an animation. I'm, I'm still thinking... TV was TV, black and white. Oh yeah, and it that's that's where I base mm-hmm. all my because I base all my stuff off of TV. Oh, I don't base that it makes off of sense. Disney movies. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Cartoons yeah. on TV in the fifties were in black and white because everybody had black everybody and white had TVs. Black and white yeah, perception. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of like crap like I Love Lucy and garbage like that. <laughs> so one of the coolest things I think they do animation wise in this movie is all of the shadow play. I love how we see in the very first segment of the movie, we see lots of shadows of the characters. We see um, Mrs. Darling's shadow above Wendy's bed as she's talking to her as Wendy's falling asleep. And you just see her shadow instead of seeing the character. And I think that lays the groundwork for a lot of shadows we see throughout the movie. 
of course, the most famous one is Peter Pan's shadow, which is loose in the nursery during that first scene, and they sew it back to him and all that. But I don't know. Throughout the movie, they're using shadows all over the place. Like when Peter Pan is trying to trick Smee when they're in that cave into releasing Tiger Lily, and you don't see Captain Hook climbing up behind him. You see Captain Hook's shadow climbing up behind him. And I love that they chose to use that element throughout the movie and just indicate, okay, there's something creeping up behind you right now, and you can see the silhouette, but you don't know exactly where he is. I think that was really clever. Was it the same voice actor that did Hook and Mr. Darling? It was. Yeah. And I'm like, actually glad you brought a lot that of, up. Because, I mean, it seems like there's a lot of parallels there. Sure, sure. Yeah. And that's, that's a classic Peter Pan thing. Um, I'm going to read a little something from the animated movie guide again, like I did a couple episodes oh, is ago. That a braille? What? Yeah, it's a brave bookmark, man. Gross. Deal with it. Um, okay, so... Did you know that J.M. Bari put in place a certain set of rules for performances of his play Peter Pan? No. Okay. All of these rules, except for the one you just mentioned, Disney decided to totally break. Because they were like, nah, we're doing our own thing here. But in the stage plays, um, J.M. Bari's rules are as follows. First, a female must play Peter Pan. So all the stage versions, you always saw a female play Peter Pan. I think it's because they wanted a good actor, but they wanted it to still look like a young boy. So the only way you do that is a, a female. Yeah. Uh, second, a human must play Nana the dog. They did not do that. They broke that rule. Third, Tinkermill... Well, yeah, what, what were they going to do? I mean, it's Disney. They're going to animate it. How are they going to make a human yeah, adult? Yeah, exactly. So Since they weren't I... staging it like a play, yeah, I mean, they had to Yeah. They had to break these rules, so I don't blame them at all. Tinkerbell's the third a rule, man. No, Tinkerbell <laughs> must only be seen as a beam of light. So in all the stage productions, you know, she's just a light. She's not yeah. an actual physical character. They clearly broke that. And then fourth, the crocodile must not be seen on stage. So in the play, you only ever hear the tick-tock, tick-tock. You never actually see the crocodile. We saw the crocodile a lot. Yeah, a lot. Um, where am I? Fifth, the audience must be invoked to save the life of Tinkerbell. You know, that's the famous thing. Like, everybody clap or else she'll, her light will go out and she'll die. What? You never heard of that? You never no. seen a production of Peter nope. Pan? Okay, it's basically. Why did you knock my bookmark on the ground, <laughs> jerk? It's basically an audience participation thing. It was one of the first ones done in the theater. Don't touch my bookmark. Dang it. And uh, it's you know Tinkerbell is her light is going out and everybody has to clap to make her light come back on and her come back to life and it incites all the kids in the audience to start clapping and clapping and clapping and clapping until Tinkerbell. Comes to life and everybody saves the day and everybody's happy. It's a thing. And I'm surprised you never heard of that. No. But yeah, so there's that. And obviously in a movie, there's not a real good way to like have the movie kind of stop and everybody start clapping and animate. Because like... Yeah, they go... If everybody's just crossing their arms, the animators animated her back to life and everybody's like, well, you didn't really need us. Like, what? That wouldn't really work No, that would be hilarious. <laughs> like, they're like... Like, they just stop. Peter Pan looks at the audience like, okay, guys, you gotta clap. <laughs> and then he's like, you didn't clap enough. Even right, if everyone right. in the theater is clapping, he's like, you didn't clap hard enough. Right. She's dead. Because of you. 
So yeah, those were the rules in place. And then the last one was that Mr. Darling should be the same actor that plays Captain Hook. So that's the only one that they kept. And I'm glad you spotted that. Good job. I catch things. Yeah. Like in the preview that we saw for Wreck-It Ralph. You it's... have this weird eagle <laughs> eye for tiny little Easter eggs. That was amazing that you spotted that. Yeah. Tell Tell everybody what you spotted. So uh, it's, I don't know, it was just in, the, in the preview. Yeah, there was a trailer like the, for Wreck-It Ralph. The terminal station yeah, like place the where all game the terminal. video games I think they're go. in like the power strip yeah, that all the, the arcade games yeah. are hooked up to, right? Yeah. It's like Grand Central Station. Um, there's a dinosaur in the background, and it's the dinosaur yeah. from Meet the uh, Robinsons. Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> that was yeah. awesome. I you had, to, like, you had hey. to rewind it and pause it twice for me just to see it. I'm like, holy cow, how did you spot that? Uh, you know. That was amazing. That was ridiculous. Random garbage. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go. This may not be a popular opinion, Okay. but... There's not any likable characters in this movie. Not any likable characters? Nope. Because Peter Pan, he's kind of... He's just an immature kid. Yeah. He's full of himself, too. He, he, I, I was going to say a word. Oh, you have a word? Can yeah. you not say it on this program? He's a bit of a D. Oh, all okay. Right? okay. He's totally a D. Yeah, all right. Wendy's just like... Get out of here, Squall. I mean, she doesn't do anything. <laughs> the two boys, John and Michael, is it Michael? Yeah. I mean, they're just little kids. They could have stayed at home. Playing. Um, none of the Lost Boys were anything. Captain Hook. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Lost Boys. I think that's probably the weakest part of the show for me. Um, I guess, I guess the Indians. I guess they. I guess they were all right. I don't understand how a movie like this can be persistently as popular as it is with what I feel like are some pretty bad. serious cultural insensitivities in that segment. Hook has some Hook stereotyping. Some even and, Wendy. Even Wendy. And it was yeah. bad. I was like, whoa. It, yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's one of those things where you're like, well, it was the 50s, but still it's like, Ugh, I don't know. It's it's hard. Some of that stuff is hard to swallow. Well, they're English. Well, yeah, but the Disney animators aren't English. I know. I, <laughs> I mean, I they're the ones creating it. <laughs> it's not like they're saying, "Oh, these English people would think this about Native Americans." I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I'm not English. I, I mean, it it is part of the the play. I mean, and J. M. Barry was an Englishman, or he was a Scotsman, and uh, he did you know write native americans into the play so part of it is his perspective but clearly disney was remaking the tale of peter pan so they could have done whatever they wanted uh, and hook, I, I i guess you can kind of feel for hook because peter pan does cut his hand off and feed it to a crocodile <laughs> right so i mean uh Dude, hook is awesome he's just stupid that's yeah, he's supposed to be stupid i know it's his character uh, I guess the mermaids, I mean, I can understand them wanting to, you know, drown Wendy because some tart comes over and tries right. to get their man. So right. it's like, drown her. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess the Indians were the only ones that I really liked. I do like their song. I think they got a cool they, they, they song. Have the best, and the, I think the, it's the best song in the movie. The dancing that happens in that scene is mm -hmm. really good. Eskimo kisses. Eskimo kisses happen. It's like they're explaining why the red man's red. It's so oh my gosh. Bad. Why it's do you kind say, of ridiculous. Uh, it's uh, like, oh, God. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, but, you know, I mean, on the other side, on the other hand, they are kids, and kids are largely ignorant, and they're just going to, you know, parrot what they see. So, on that level, I guess it's like, okay, well, kids might have that kind of basic impression of people of those types and ethnicities. I don't know. It's it's. I guess I like Tink. She's okay. I love Tinkerbell. I think she's fantastic, because she just says it like it is man i mean she doesn't say a word but you know yeah. what i mean she she's just, with her sass you think it was the same like, actress that played uh uh tiger lily and tinkerbell I think it's oh the same actress. their voices were very similar yeah <laughs> good point <laughs> um nice yeah i i like my friend tanya she like interned down at disney world for oh, a cool. while uh hates tinkerbell why i, I don't know Huh. Just, I I never I never understood. I think she maybe explained it to me once, but I was yeah. just like, "You're stupid." Like, you, there's nothing wrong with Tinkerbell. You probably haven't watched any of the Tinkerbell movies. I think I watched part of one. Mm-hmm. That, it's oh, like a totally God. different character. Like they, she's not this Is sassy this before little or after Peter Pan pixie. Um, I think it's before because it's basically like in the first one, she's like just arriving at pixie hollow and figuring out what kind of a pixie she is it's like a whole separate thing almost like i'm a pixie that like like she's a tinkerer fly <laughs> yeah i mean it it really doesn't correlate to the movie at all so i don't think it matters where in the timeline it is it's kind of its own universe but i kind of agree i don't feel like there are a lot of unlikable characters or characters well, no, that so, i yeah, dislike I mean, but no, there's not, not a lot say, of people that, that you're dis- rooting for yeah i'm not saying that i dislike them yeah it's just that there's no one that you grab onto because there needs to right. be at least one character that you latch onto and you care about this character mm-hmm. watching though like watching everybody go i was just like yeah yeah like, you guys See, are just doing me, your thing for me the characters that did that for me was Tinkerbell and Hook because they are the characters whose lives are getting screwed up by, by Peter Pan, Pan and yeah. by the entrance of Wendy into the plot. Yeah, line. like Tinkerbell, I totally understand. And where the fact from. that they come together at the end and you know Hook tricks her, but they kind of partner up to get rid of Wendy. I love that Hook in the story, no pun intended, but. They're the ones that do it for me, and yeah, I don't, I don't really care about Peter Pan, the character. I think he's kind of cocky, and and Wendy comes out as a tart too. She's like, I think I'll give you a kiss. And you're like, really? Like <laughs> well, you just met him. He's breaking and entering again. Disney she's breaking and entering. French him on the mouth. She's but yeah, but she goes for the mouth. She doesn't go for his cheek. Give him a little peck on the cheek. No. All right. I well. know what she was thinking. <laughs> well, I. I want to talk a little bit about and you Captain know what? Hook. You know what? She's a tease because she never kisses him. Well, he kind of shirks away. Yeah, but there were plenty of opportunities after okay. that. That's she could have gave him a quick peck on the cheek. Well, we don't see them the whole time. Maybe could've, they did. Could have given him some uh, Eskimo kisses. Yeah. Yeah, like double Eskimo kisses in that one. That was kind of <laughs> nice. I was like, wow, oh. dude. All right. There's no actual kissing in this movie. Eskimos but kiss, let's bro. Let's talk about Captain Hook. I love Scurvy. like Steve the pirate that they decided to make him so elegant and how he has his fine red coat that he puts on and he <laughs> plays his fancy little harpsichord. I just and he's I like got it. his finely 
curled hair and his little mustache. I just love how they made him a a fine captain. I like how he's got his good hooks, like his Sunday Yeah, rest. his Sunday hooks. And he puts that <laughs> random ring on. Yeah, like, yes, yeah. this will make everyone think I'm good. I just, I thought that was a nice touch instead of trying to just make him a dirty old pirate, which would, I think, be the instinctual choice of most people. And I don't know. I thought that was a really cool thing to do. And I like his character. I like that he plays this hard pirate captain, but... As soon as that croc comes around, he's like a bumbling idiot trying to get away, and it turns really slapstick. I like that dichotomy, and I don't know. I think that he's one of the most well-designed Disney villains, and I love the performance. I just think he's he's really good. He's probably – like him and Tank are my favorite characters. It would be hard for me to pick one, which one is my favorite character in the Straight movie. up kills a guy. Yeah. Shoots him off the top of the He's playing the ship. accordion. Yeah. He was a bad singer, though, so he probably deserved it. He's yeah. a pirate, man. He's not classically trained. Well, he didn't go to Juilliard. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but Tinkerbell, too, is, I think, an amazingly well-designed character. She's totally cute. She's got that amazing little haircut the that she hair, has. Yeah. Little bangs that, that kind of hang like down at an angle. The, the little, the little the bob little thing bun. on her shoes. Yeah, the cute little shoes. Yeah. Just her cute little almost like cheerleader kind of dress. And I don't know. I thought that they did such a great job with keeping her girlish and graceful and sassy. And anytime she flies or walks or moves, I just I love the way that they did it. I think they did a great job in that animation. And then all of the pixie dust and the the glow that emanates from her when she walks behind a leaf. Oh, the when she goes or, behind a leaf is really cool. When yeah. she gets like really angry and like flies through the leaf and it just like burns. Yeah, she turns red and that like burns cool. the leaf. That's really cool. I just think they handled all the effects so um, cleverly and it comes off very aesthetically pleasing to me. I, I just think she's a beautiful character. And to me, those are the top two things in the movie. And I just, I really like them both. I like They're it. very cool. I should be Tinkerbell for Halloween. That would be priceless. Yeah. Absolutely priceless. I'll start working on that. You should. I'll you see if I can should. see if I can shrink. So, um, you know, you mentioned Snow White. Uh, interestingly enough, Disney started pursuing the rights to Peter Pan way back when Snow White was being first developed in 1935. This movie didn't come out until 1953, so it was almost a two-decade process to get this movie made. And um, they were actually working on it as early as, I think it was 43. They had concept drawings that you can see in one of their other features that goes behind the scenes. Have you ever heard of The Reluctant Dragon? No. It's a half-animated, half-live-action feature that they did where the live-action parts are basically a a tour of the Disney studios and you could see a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And one of the scenes you actually see concept drawings of captain hook. So that's like a decade earlier. So this is another one of those projects that just took them forever to make and get done. Um, so I think a lot of that, you know, comes through in the quality of the character design, the environment design. Um, it was a well thought out project. And I think, 
you know, I don't think it has enough story to interest a viewer like you. Yeah. And I don't think it has really there's there is some sort of element that is just slightly missing for me. I can't put my finger on it yet. That keeps me from putting this in the very top tier of Disney movies, but it's it's way up there. It's, it is really good. Okay. I do like it a lot. So we want to rank this bad boy? Yeah, dude. Let's rate it. All right. For me, I'm going to give this two Dipper Pines. Wow. Only because of Tinkerbell and Eskimo Kisses. Those are the only reason that it got two. Because of Tinkerbell and Eskimo Kisses. It's two yeah, That's things. true. So you you always do want there to be I a, want there to a, be a clear romance. romance. And this really wasn't. There were flirtations. This was like There's a, the strange this was like, relationship This was like a Miyazaki between, film. It, it hints at it, but yeah. then they're like, no. Well, it's interestingly, the, the strongest relationship that's indicated is Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Yeah. And that can't ever really be a romantic relationship, well, really. Know. I mean... Hey, dude, it's Neverland. It is He's Neverland. not a human. That's He's true. a... That's true. I don't... What is he? He's a Pan. Like a goat? Like Pan... Pan is a mythological... Um, He's a satyr. ...character who is... Not a satyr. Yeah, he was a satyr. Pan? His, was Pan a satyr? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? He's like the satyr So I think he's satyrs. based on that. And that's why he, he has have, like the, the pointy the ears and kind of an, a bit of a snouty nose. Um, yeah, I mean, he's kind of... Uh, what's the word? He's kind of cleaned up and, you know, human-y. he's turned more human-y. Yeah, that's a, that's a word. We'll yep. go with that. What about you? Uh, out of Jiminy Crickets, I'm going to give this movie a 3.5. It's in the top half. I think the animation's great. I do love the way that they animated all of the flying because I feel like it's believable. If you don't feel like they're just not touching the ground, you actually feel like they're flying. And to me, that that boosts it up. Um. Yeah, so I'm going to go 3.5. Nice. Cool, dude. Which one of those was Rufio? Which one of those was Rufio? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, gosh. I have no was idea. Was it the fox? I don't, I don't think they're they're lined up like that. I don't know. I'm going to say the fox was Rufio. Do it. Okay. The Rufio was the fox. Rufio was the fox. Yeah. Now, we had talked about, before we go into the top five, we mm-hmm. had talked about something watching the preview. Mm-hmm. That I wanted to do another one of. We haven't oh, done okay. it since Brave. I'm so excited for this. Okay, and I've got the clock up here. Okay. Ready. So what are we going to do, Gavin? We are now going to hear a 60-second synopsis of a Disney movie from none other than Josh L. Kane. Now, what are we going to be uh, We We just saw a trailer for Little Mermaid, and you said, and you, said you hadn't seen it in forever basically i think i've seen it once yeah and that you don't know if you have a full understanding of what it is so i think this will be really interesting are you ready i'm pretty ready uh, i'm gonna start it at the 50 okay. so we're gonna give it a five four three two one go all right so little mermaid you have ariel and she apparently be- turns 16 mm-hmm. i found that out um, so she goes and she wants to see the real world, the world above the water. Mm-hmm. So she makes a deal with Ursula, who's this big 
Japanese tentacle monster. And <laughs> she, for whatever reason, signs away her voice, but she gets legs, and then she goes and falls in love with, I don't know his name, I'm going to call him, is it Prince Eric? You got it. Uh, so she falls in love with Eric. Then she something happens, and then he kills ursula by jamming a ship into her and then they live happily ever after i, I mean i don't even need the other 20 seconds you don't that actually that was, was is that the pretty story? dang good yeah and she calls a fork a fiddle oh, for, for, for oh close you got seven more seconds she, nail it a um a oh you got it spoon. two one dingle hopper stupid <laughs> that was actually a pretty good accurate outline of disney's little mermaid there's a song in there some there are many songs there's there's that song where you know all the fish try to you know be like hey bro it's okay kiss if, the girl if you want if you want to find out if she likes you just go up and kiss, just her. kiss her you know that's the way it works <laughs> in real life i, I guess sometimes, i guess if you're a prince sometimes it is you know yeah uh what's that what's that uh what's that thing that was in uh uh, what's the thing with uh, Mel Gibson? Scotland. Braveheart. Uh, Braveheart. Okay. Braveheart. I was thinking Nocta? animated things. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? Is it, is it Prima Nocta? I don't remember. It's, like, it's been so long since I saw that movie. It's a garbage movie. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. It's boring. Okay. I can see people being bored by it. Yeah. yeah. Like, All right, dude. There's a couple fights, and then it's like, that's the second time we've gone back to Scotland in this yeah. episode. It's kind of like okay, this is this is gonna be even worse. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Gladiator. Okay. I like Gladiator. The opening bit in Gladiator is fantastic. Uh huh. When they, you know, he's they're fighting the Germans. Yeah. It's the Germans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a bunch of boring crap, and then we <laughs> get to Rome, and then they fight a couple scenes, and then there's some more boring crap where Joaquin Phoenix wants to bang his sister. Yes. And then there's. And he's very vexed. And then there's a, another semi not as cool fight at the end, and then Russell Crowe touches some wheat and dies. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a 20 second synopsis of Gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> and then they bury his stone figures in the dirt. Yes. There we go. So how about we do a top five <laughs> in the world of animation? Okay. All right, let's do it. And now, for another top five. All right, for this top five, we decided to, just like Peter Pan, Mm -hmm. we believe we can fly. Yep. So, I don't know where I was going with that transition. Um, (laughs) We decided to do our top five flyers. Yep, flying characters. Animated flying characters. Yep. So it could be... People that have the power of flight. Places, things, or ideas. It could That's be a birds. It could be insects. It could be dragons. Insects. It could be, as you would about... say, robots. Oh, yeah, robots. Any flying characters. Yeah. So it's my turn to go first, right? Yeah. Do you have a pen? I do. I'm going to have to put Here a robot go, in there. You're going to have to do some edits. Yeah. I've got a robot on mine. All right. We're going to start with number five. Mine is my favorite owl. From the Legend of the Guardians movie, and it is Ezelrib, the hardened, grizzled owl that trains them, and he's amazing. I don't even know what that was. I love him. You just said something. Well, it's a weird name, but have you seen that movie? No. It's really fantastic. The way that they animated those owls 
is incredible. Like the textures of their feathers and their armor and their battle gear and the animation of them flying is so believable. I, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful film and I highly recommend it. You should watch it. So the owl. Yep, the owl. The owl. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Now, I've never seen this. Does right. this owl have a scar across its eye? Yes, that's the one. Did you say it had a scar across its eye? I did not. Eye? I did not. I only guessed because usually mentor characters yeah. have some sort of He's scar across their eye. Battle scarred, yes. I think. Definitely. Doesn't uh, Jeremy Irons mm-hmm. uh, character in Aragon have a scar across his eye, too? Oh, I've never seen Aragon. That's all right. I don't remember. Uh, my number five. This will be fun. <laughs> I went from Disney. Uh-huh. I went with Baymax. Nice. Because he can fly. Thanks to Absolutely. Hero. Absolutely. So he can fly. Yep. Yeah. Some great so flying scenes in that show. And, you know, Hero can get on his back with those cool magnetic converse. Yeah. And just like. He just locks just on. Just clip in and, and just like, yay. Ah, so cool. Very cool. What? Did you just think of another Alcor. one? Alcor. Yeah, he's not That's animated, That's not animated, though. though. No. Dang it. <laughs> I mean, I guess... He's animated. Well, he's a puppet. Do we count puppets as animation? No. You're okay. right. It's close. It's on the border, but... That means we can't do anything from Dark Crystal, either. Yeah, that's too bad. I like Dark Crystal. Yeah, but uh, there's a robot chicken skit where Baymax it's dark is crystal. a very good pick. It's pretty funny. Dark crystal, yeah. <laughs> nice. So it's just all the dark crystal robots <laughs> or puppets, robots, puppets, but it's all like they're all games. You know, years ago crystal. they started developing a Dark Crystal two, and Gendy Tartakovsky was supposed to be the director of it. Really? Yeah, it was going to be amazing. It was going to be they were still going to use puppets, but the environments were going to be CG so that they could have a more expansive world that they Ugh. lived in that doesn't sound good i think it was going to be really cool i think i'd rather them just do it them just animate it because that will look weird yeah i, mean, no, I could see it going either way yeah not saying that it would it's, it would be bad but actually mm-hmm. it would just be really weird i don't I think, think they it, could pull I don't it off main but i don't think puppets are mainstream anymore so i don't uh, think a lot of people would that's watch a it. fact definitely not mainstream anymore I'm waiting for uh, Sesame Street to just turn over all... all <laughs> dig- <laughs> what do you got against the street, man? I did not live on that street. Uh, I liked Sesame Street, okay, when I was a kid. I, I hear it's, like, very different now. Like, the, it's got a totally different vibe to it. I which know. would make sense, because the show started in the 60s. Because people grew up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, after Mr. Hooper died, it just all went downhill. <sighs> Still sad about that. Okay, you and so Bedford, I don't think he knows yet. My number four. Number four is none other than everybody's favorite Pixie Tinkerbell. Oh, what do you know? See, she's definitely on my list of flyers. I love how cute she is, and I love the way that they animate her flying. I just, I think she's a great character and timeless, and she's kind of like along with Mickey and Jiminy Cricket's voice. She's kind of like the iconic Disney character that like represents the company. You know, she's always in the intros, like the little star that goes over the castle and all the intros to the home movies. Yeah, it's that's always Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell. You know, going over, and she flies around the castle to begin the fireworks shows at the park, and she's always the one that comes in on the Disneyland TV show or the Wild World of Disney or all those Disney TV shows, and she would 
your little magic wand and bing with her pixie dust and she's kind of like the show opener of almost every disney thing so yeah they she's took got Jiminy, a very they imper- took important... Jiminy cricket's song but they took tinkerbell right. right yeah and you hear Jiminy cricket's voice a lot like you know he says you know when you wish upon a star and all that and then mickey obviously is like the kind of the corporate brand logo but like those three are like the three amigos of disney branding can we do a three amigos which is Tinkerbell, <laughs> Mickey Mouse, I should, and Jiminy I Cricket. Should. I should do that. Like the, but I, I think what, it's what, interesting. What was that, that one? The one with the ducks was like three caballeros. Three caballeros? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, there's only one duck. It's Donald. I don't care. I know. I can tell. Yeah. So what's your number four, dude? My number four, <laughs> I went with from Dragon Ball Z. Shocker. I went with Goku. Uh-huh. So he is basically we were talking about this he's before. Superman. He's, Superman, he's right? Superman, right? Okay. So he basically just flies like Superman. Does he do the whole like hands forward no. fly? No, he does thing? like to the side. Oh, and he's like, a like rocketeer kind of yeah. style. Okay. Got it. Yeah, he doesn't have to do some stupid hand thing to break the wind. I don't know that Superman did either. I felt like it was more of a guiding thing. Like his hands led the... I don't know. Goku doesn't need I don't that. know the physics of flying. Go- Goku I can't can guide fly. himself. He doesn't, okay. he doesn't need this. Cool. So like, does he turn his head and he turns that way? or? Well, he's just like, I gotta go left. <laughs> gotta go right. And just turns. Just like goes. Okay, cool. I, I still have never watched a single moment of Dragon Ball Z, so... That may change. Okay, dude. Back to me. <laughs> yeah, go. Golly. Uh, all right. My number three is one that I know you'll approve of, Baymax. Hey! Hey! So we got one that overlaps. I think Baymax is great, and I love that that suit of armor that Hero designs for him. I think it's super cool. I love that they went red and purple. Totally off. I don't know if that comes from the comics or not, but... I think that was just such a cool choice to go zany colors like that. And so I like I like Baymax. Cool flyer. Nice. Yeah. My number three, I went with because I needed help with this one. I needed help I needed help. I went with from Hotel Transylvania. Nice. I went with Mavis <laughs> the Bat. Bat Mavis. Only when she's a bat. Because she's Super adorable cute. as a bat. Especially yeah. as a baby bat. She has a helmet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I agree, man. I want to watch Hotel Transylvania again. Did you buy it? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Bought well, the, I can. bought both of them. Nice. I still haven't watched the second one. I need to. I've got it in my queue. And on the, it's on Netflix, I it's think. It's on Netflix, yeah, yeah. I've got it in my queue. All right, dude. Good pick. My number two is from... My second favorite Renaissance era movie, Aladdin. I went with Magic Carpet, which is a fan freaking tastic character. Again, another character like many we've talked about doesn't tonight talk. that doesn't say a single word but expresses so much. And the way that he is animated, both in flight and on the ground, I think is amazing. Yeah, they spent all their money on Gilbert Gottfried squawking at you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, Yago did not make my top five, but, uh, he may make my honorable mentions. So yeah, Magic Carpet Man, I think it's one of their most creative, smart characters, because they didn't have to make him a character. I mean, in the story, 
the magic carpet isn't a character. It's just a means of conveyance. So, good job, Disney. Good job. Yeah, I wanted to do some more anime. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't think of anything. Mm-hmm. So I went with Digimon. I went with Angemon again. I wanted to throw Beomon in there, because she's a cute little pink bird. <laughs> what is the one you picked? Angemon. But what is it? He's an angel. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've talked about Angemon before. Yeah, I, I just couldn't remember. Yeah, he's super cool. So, like, I mean, white robe, dove wings, halo, Oh, dude, I got halo, you. Don't worry, like I got angel. you, bro. I got you. Uh, let's do Angel. Or, like, brooding ex-vampire. Oh, that's Devimon. Devimon's like a brooding dopey dude. Dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's pretty dope. Actually, in research for this episode, I was looking up lists of flying characters, and I looked up the... Or I found one that was the top ten anime flying characters, and I think that was number two. So I do recognize that. I was going to do her. That's Beomon. She's adorable. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. She's a cute little bird. And she's Sora's Digimon, who should get with Ty. Oh, I totally back you on that. I am 100% behind you. Tayori, man. That's the Mm -hmm. best ship. Totally. Good pick, dude. You don't even care. No, I think that's a good pick. What do you got for your honorable mentions? Because I don't know. So this actually was much easier slash harder for me because I came up with a long list of flying characters that I like. So it was harder for me to narrow it down, but easier for me to come up with ideas so i kind of have a few uh peter pan obviously honorable mention um pegasus from hercules honorable mention i like him a lot astro boy the classic i think he started in the 50s because the first cartoons of him are all in black and white yeah he's old he's old i love him another old one mighty mouse classic i went with kiki from kiki's delivery service yago we mentioned Genie earlier. I didn't ever really picture him as a flying character, but I guess he does fly in several instances. They fly out of the cave and into the oasis, and yeah, I guess he's a flyer. Yeah, sure. But a true flyer is magic. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like that. Um, I put Stork from uh, Kung Fu Panda. Is that just his name is Stork? Yeah. Or no, not Stork. I'm sorry, Crane. Okay. I misnamed him. That recent is it, movie. Is his name Crane? Yeah, it's Crane. It's Tigress, Crane, Snake, Mantis, and that I'm missing seem, one. That just seems lazy. Well, that's basically their... And then Master yeah. Fu. Shifu. Shifu. Close, yeah. And Poe, the panda. Okay, yes. Crane. I don't know why I put Stork. It's dumb. Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. Not from Stranger Things. No, okay. <laughs> you did that last time. Uh, Dracula, this, <laughs> Dracula from Hotel Transylvania, because I like Drac the best. Maui, who shapeshifts into that cool bird. It's like a big golden eagle or something. I think it's really cool. Eve from Wally, Super cool robot character. Dusty Crophopper from the Plains franchise. I like him a lot. Archimedes, the owl from Sword in the Stone. He makes a list. Zero from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah, it keeps going, dude. Settle in. Zazu from your favorite movie, The Lion King. That's a good one, right? Rowan Atkinson, amazing. The Beatles-inspired British buzzards from Jungle Book. 
Um, do you know why they made them sound like the Beatles? Because it was the Beatles. No, it was not the Beatles. Uh, was were the Beatles popular? They were super popular. That's this was why. 1967, and the real reason is originally they had intended to get the Beatles to do the music for that movie, and the Beatles said no. So the then they were like, "Well, they're super popular. Let's throw in this uh, thing here." That no, see, that's when you're like, "Screw you guys, Partridge Family." Yeah, that wasn't around yet. That's Screw you guys, much monkeys. Later. Uh, they could have done monkeys. I think they, if they really wanted to stick it to them, they would have done the Rolling Stones. Screw you guys, Rolling Stones. <laughs> that would have been funny. Um, and then my last one is a weird one. Did you ever see Fantasia 2000? No. Okay, it's a fantastic, amazing thing that we will watch at one point. And they, did you ever watch the original Fantasia? Uh, I'm sure. Sh- Sure. It's basically artistic interpretations of classical music yeah. in an animated they, form. They put like well, some they, alligators and some hippos together. Yes, you nailed it. Good job, yep. dude. So in Fantasia 2000, they went back to that idea and created a whole new Fantasia. Were they alligators and hippos again? No. Oh, well, yes, it. because oh. they do a Noah's Ark scene, and they're alligators and hippos. They did it to the song Pomp and Circumstance. Disney doesn't strike me as the type of place that would do Noah's Ark. Oh, you should see it. It's awesome. Hmm. But they do a piece to... Oh, gosh. I forget the composer. The song is called The Pines of Rome. It's a very famous classical piece. And the thing... It's hard to explain. It's basically humpback whales. Okay? And they're in the ocean. And they're swimming around. And then they start to breach the surface of the water. Right? And they do that whole whale thing. Well, then they basically come out of the water and fly it's um, it's like incredible because so like you're seeing your these whales just, oh yeah she would hate this and, <laughs> like, and oh, whales in the water yeah. at least they live there oh no yeah. well so they break the plane of the water they come out and then they're swimming in the sky and then they break the plane of the clouds and they start doing the breach above the clouds and they splash and in, in the clouds and it's like this weird surreal thing and then at the end they breach this extra like celestial plane in space or something and they breach through that and they're splashing in the stars and it's like this weird artistic crazy thing but i love the way that they animated these giant whales floating gracefully in the sky and then in space and it's a really cool thing so i just had to throw them in there as so an you're choosing mention. the whales yes mm-hmm. cool yeah that's Never would have not... thought whales would have yeah. been on my flying characters list, but Disney pulled it off. Flying whales. <laughs> do we want to do? My I mean, they did a flying elephant for yeah. crying out loud. Do we want to do my honorable mentions too? Yeah, dude. Okay. Is it one? Uh, there's uh, there's three. Oh, cool. Yeah, I put uh, Koro Sensei from Assassination Classroom. Okay. He can go like Mach a thousand. He's super fast. He Dang. He's, he's dope. That is fast. Uh, I put Tinkerbell on here. Good pick. And this one that I put. Whilst you were saying your thing about owls, <laughs> I remember watching this because I I broke my leg. Uh huh. I don't remember when, but I broke my. Was leg. it on a skateboard ramp? No, it's actually uh, there was a bear and I jumped in front of to grab this girl at summer camp and push her out of the way of the bear. That didn't happen. No, I slipped on a Gatorade <laughs> bottle cap in flip flops. <laughs> 
why I never wear flip-flops anymore. Oh, and amazing. I broke my leg. Spiral fracture of the right tibia. Ouch. Um, yeah, no, it was good. It was all the way around. Um, <laughs> but so it was – that was when I, you know, I couldn't sleep mm-hmm. because I had to sleep in the living room with Your my leg, leg elevated. Yeah. elevated. So – it was like I couldn't sleep, and it was it was summer too, so I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So I just basically stayed at home. And I remember watching back on Fox, they used to do reruns at midnight of Star Trek Voyager. Mm-hmm. So I would watch the reruns of Star Trek Voyager. There'd be two of them, and okay. then after that, I would flip over to the Disney Channel, and there was this really crappy show called Silverwing. I think it was on Disney XD, and the main bat in that is called Shade. Mm -hmm. So there's your homework. Batty from Fern Gully. Sure. There's your homework. (laughs) Go watch Silverwing. Silverwing. I've never even heard of that, man. It's it's weird. It's like gargoyles with bats. I just thought of another one, too. What's that bat character from Anastasia? Oh, oh, well. He was great. He was fantastic. Something. Um, what was the name of that? Uh, they thought he was like a magician guy. Yeah, Rasputin. Rasputin. His, was it Rasputin? Rasputin's, Rasputin's like, a, sidekick yeah. is the little bat. And I, I don't know oh, what the bat's name is. Yeah. Batty. No, that's from Vlad. That it sounds could like be. A, it could be Vlad the Bat. Vlad the Bat. I don't bat. know. All right. Silverwing, is that what it was? Yeah, his nice. name is Shade. <laughs> Shade. He's the, he's the bat. Is he the cool bat? Well, he gets kind of like separated from his family. He has to try and make it back oh, home. Okay. Then he falls in love with his other bat. <laughs> okay. Squeak, squeak. I don't know what sound bats make. All right. Well, my top one is one that you may not even know of. Dude, I know everything. I know. You, you always do. say, this, you're like, you don't know this. And they're like, yeah, I've seen it. I just don't know. Okay. Like it. Well, let's see if you know it. My pick for number one, his name is Ray. Can you tell me what movie Ray is from? You gotta give me more than Ray, like you know Ray everything. from Rocket Power. Like, what are you talking about? You're giving me nothing. That I'm Ray I'm from not, Achievement Hunter. I'm not gonna tell you what. I can't tell you what it's from. That's what you're supposed to guess. Is what movie? No, you have to tell me what it's from. Well, then what are you guessing? Is it the big condor from Rescuers? From Rescuers? No, no, no. Rescuers uh, Down Under. Down Under. Yeah, no. The no. that's the only one that matters. No. Um, he is the Firefly from. Princess and the Frog. Oh, yeah, with uh, Doctor... Don't tell me his name. Doctor... I don't care. I've never seen that movie. Facilier. Same thing. Yeah. And I... This is the character that makes me cry every single time I watch that movie. It's rough, dude. Oh, Disney kills a character? Yeah. For real? It's rough. Didn't see that coming. It's so rough. So... Was, was, Was Ray a family member? He had a family, yes. Was he like Tiana's? Like no, he's a firefly. Yeah, I got that jerk. Yeah, no, I mean, actually like, a firefly, not I, a human turned into yeah, a firefly. No, no. But was he like her firefly that like she grew up with him and stuff no, like that? No, they meet him along their journey. Oh, yeah. Lame, huh? He's a Cajun like swamp living firefly. You. Yeah, actually, that's not very far off at all. And uh, I just uh, his story is so uh exquisitely done and gets me every freaking time i love it so ray or raymond like 48 hours to live you know what dude it's it's not about that in animation it's not science 
It's heart. What's your number one, man? What's your number one? I went with Pegasus from Hercules. Good pick, dude. I yep. like Pegasus. I I don't know. I had forgotten about Pegasus until you mentioned it Mainly earlier. Mainly because when Pegasus was a little baby and he was adorable. He was pretty cute. And then he bonks heads with Hercules. <laughs> yeah. He's a good character. I like the way that they um, conceptualized him. Made him bird-like. Made him a bird. Yeah. I like that because not every animal has to be dog-like. Disney. And they, uh, oh yeah, and even there we have some, uh, who knows what's going on with, like, some jealousy with Meg. A little bit. Sorry. Indeed. You're taking Hercules away from him. <laughs> no, girl. That's awesome. All right, dude. Those are some good picks. Yeah, sure. Whatever. No, mine weren't good. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't have more flying characters. I figured the world of anime would provide you with a huge list. I don't like watching those. I like watching more. This is another weird Josh Kane Yeah, rule. I like watching I don't more. like flying characters. I, I like, well, no, no, no. I, I don't normally watch like those like magical girl type things where there's a lot of flying characters. Magical girl type things? Yeah. Did I have a bunch of magical girl type things no, on my list? No, but you, you, you were talking about anime. Oh, and that's what they are? characters and magical okay. girl type stuff. Um, yeah, I'm not really into I don't watch a lot of the fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like mine's more. I like guess I slice thought. Life I thought you would have more superhero stuff. Raven. I guess there's not a lot of really good superhero animation out there outside uh, of maybe a couple. Raven of... from Teen Titans. Yeah. Not Teen Titans Go because that's right. street trash. But I mean, there's not a lot of animated, not a lot of animated features for superheroes, yeah. and. The shows that I can think of are like Batman, Spider Man, neither of which fly. Nope. Was there ever Superman cartoons? Yes. So there's that. It was the same same. Did any of the X Men fly? Surely some of them yeah, fly, right? But I only really, I just don't I know only really that care world. About one X Men, so I mean. And it's not Wolverine. We know no, that. He's gone. Uh, <laughs> Look at me, I'm Canadian. I've got adamantium. Blah, blah, blah. It's like your only cool thing is you're Canadian. That's it. It's like I've got adamantium claws. You're like Magneto can beat you. Go oh away. my gosh, that's hilarious. I, I don't know. I was they just get, surprised. Then they, get, then they get an Australian <clears throat> to play a Canadian. Oh, yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Weirdos. <clears throat> Could well, just got a, see, they should have got a British guy to be a, the Canadian. Got Jason Statham. You think he'd be better as Wolverine? Yeah, because Jason Statham is small and burly. Hugh Jackman is, is tall. Is Hugh Jackman tall? Yeah. Is he? You can yeah, never Wolverine, tell Wolverine's from movies. Wolverine's supposed to be movies. like 5'5". Five, like five, five. That's yeah. how tall Wolverine's supposed to be. But Hugh right, Jackman, I knew that. Like, is taller than all of the X-Men. Is he? Yeah, he's oh, like okay. huge. I I don't remember any of those movies. I think I watched the first two, but yeah. I don't remember them. It's just not really my thing. But what I'm saying is it's hard to tell from movies because they use, you know, they cast people who have different height relations and like, you know, if you're supposed to be a big man, like John Wayne, they made all the door frames smaller on those sets so he would look like a big cowboy, but he really wasn't that big of a guy. And they would cast smaller people opposite him so he would look big all the time. And so they do that in movies, so I, I, I don't feel like watching movies I have a good perspective. They used to put his horse on stilts so it made him look like he was, the horse was I taller. Think that's, that's, a thing. that's not right. That's not a thing at all. Yeah. But my, I'm, I didn't know if Hugh Jackman was tall or not. Yeah. I didn't know if Jason Statham was tall or no, not. No, Jason Statham's not but, tall. Okay, I'll take your word for it. But yeah, that's why I think Jason Statham. If they reboot it, then Jason Statham should totally be 
Sweet. That'd be cool. He doesn't so have we've hair, talked though. about That's Braveheart. We've talked about Gladiator. We've talked about Hugh Jackman and Jason, St- Jason Statham as tall or short guys and their ability to play Wolverine. Mm-hmm. So. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that we don't awesome. want to talk about? We already we already did our Hercules mention. There's no there's no people that fly entangled. This is true. No it's flyers. Kind of sad. Yeah. Kind of sad. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're done. Yeah, I'm done. I, I think we're done. I need to. Let's wrap it up. We've gone over. I gotta hour. go see Split. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Seeing that at 4:15. I hope it's good, man. Yeah. Why didn't you come over last night? I was working. I had things I had to get done. Well, you still could have come over. Well, I didn't. How many times do you get to see Ryan and Kendra and Danny and Trey? Like every other week. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's become like a once a month thing yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just had a lot to do with going out of town this week, so. Yeah. No time to play. So are you going to do anything cool in Disney? Um, I mean, nothing different than I usually do. I'm going to see all my favorite attractions and... I'm going to do a lot of sketching around the parks and just going to relax and not be here. Not be at work, really. Yeah, that's, not be at that's work. the key, not be at work. So, no, I'm looking forward to it. I might um, try and catch a few shows while I'm there. I don't, like every other trip, I try and catch some of the shows. And last time I was there, I didn't see a single show. So I might try and see some of the shows. Nice. They, do, they do good entertainment there. Um, yeah, and we have a full docket for when you get back. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We're we're making some That Wednesday you get back, plans. we're recording with somebody that I'm extremely excited about Sweet. for anime. Awesome. We did our one for anime already. Yep. Anime is going to be epic. I am I, so I hope ready. everybody's excited for that because we're going to we're we're doing it real. It's going to be awesome. Do we want to do maybe like a giveaway for anime? I think we should. I think we should do a nice a nice big now, bundle. I think we're going to do, we're definitely going to do a giveaway in April, right? Yeah. Do we want to go ahead and talk about that, or do we want to talk about that next episode? We'll talk about that next time. I think that'll be our teaser. And our next episode, we're going to reveal something pretty huge about April, which you guys will want to pay attention to and get involved with. So we'll do that. But then, yes, we definitely should do an anime giveaway, a giveaway. Right? Yeah, I think we said give a, a give a may, a may yeah. for anime. Yeah, an anime give a may. <laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> Ugh, In any case, a giveaway for the month of May. Yeah. And we're getting Liam and Brittany on. Yes. I need to finalize everything with them. Sweet. I like our co hosting episodes. Those are always fun. Yeah. Good times. So, Gavin, where can everybody find you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane and the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast, on Twitter at Animate Podcast, and online at www.animationstationpodcast.com. Nice. You can also find our Facebook page, Animation Station Podcast, and tumblr if you want to tumble i don't do we tumble anything uh they just our regular posts okay so like our our instagram is tied if to i it. if i got interaction on tumblr i yeah. would i would <clears throat> tumble again hmm. i, I i'm never on tumblr so i don't even really get it but basically everywhere but snapchat you can find us and you can oh, hit no, us we up. have snapchat now 
No, we don't. Have Snapchat. I was going to say. No way. <laughs> what are we going to do for Snapchat? <laughs> like, here's a tax issue. Yeah. Like, you can't do anything it's at work. terrible, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can find us. You can download all of our episodes and listen to them on iTunes and Stitcher. You can rate us and um, like us on those. Subscribe to us on those so that you don't miss an episode. What else would you like me to say, Josh? I can't read your lips. Web, you said the website already. Oh, you can listen to the episodes on the websites. You, your direction today is just I know, phenomenal. It's not yeah, um, go to the podcast tab on the website. Click on yes, that and you can listen to all the You can listen episodes. to all of them on the website. So, cool. I think that about wraps it up, dude. Yep. It's for the Animation Station Podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. You're a codfish. <laughs> Made you look. Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering. 